G'day guys, Jay here with another episode of Pesty Profiles, the podcast where we get up close and personal with our fellow pesties. And joining me as my special guest host, not only the president of the Professional Women in Australian Pest Management, but also my beautiful wife. How are you, darling? I'm good, thanks, darling. One podcast down, second one in, one to go after this. Yep. yep. (laughs) Keeping me busy. (laughs) Um, And joining us both today as our pest profilee, um, all around genuine good guy nice guy uh steve butcher from riverside pest management in Deniliquin, new south wales how are you steve good jay thanks mate how you going steve um, nice pub thank good thanks nikki how are you i'm good where are you sitting right now steve i am sitting on the banks of the mighty edward river just out of denny yeah it's um, (laughs) high, high river at the moment it looks really good a little bit murky but yeah good spot mate that sounds sensational yeah i'm stuck in an office looking at jay yeah, I, I had to get out of the office, so yeah, um, no better spot than down here. Uh, so is it starting to warm up a bit out there now, mate? It is, mate, yeah. we've uh, I think we're at 28 today. Tomorrow's pushing 32. Um, we've had a little bit of wind of late and still cool mornings. It was still down to that 5 to 10 degree morning, but, um, yeah, the days are starting to ramp up. The phone's ringing and, yeah, the bugs are about. And it gets bloody hot in dinner, liquid, doesn't it? Stinking hot. Yeah, well, last summer, we we'll, got a bit lucky last summer. We didn't have too many 40s, but the summer before, I think we had a stretch of five in a row oh. uh, between 40 and 42. Um, that knocks us. We try and yeah, get home by sort of three o'clock if, if we can on something a day like that. But, um, yeah, that's the stretches of the heat that knock you. Yeah, because I remember when I passed through Dinaliquin, um, when was that, 2020? Yep. Uh, no, uh, 20, yes, 20. it was. Yeah, Chris, yep, 2020. Chris, just before Christmas 2020, yep. um, I was shooting down to spend Christmas with the family and um, I thought I'm going to take a slight detour and go and visit Steve. Um, you did. And yeah, it was a killer that day, wasn't it? Yeah, 40, 44, I think, that day. We had three oh. split systems running in the office and we still couldn't cool down. <laughs> that was a killer. And then I ended up camping um, down the road a bit. I thought, where was I? Echuca, I think. Echuca, yeah, 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 hour down the road. I'm yep. sure they offered you a bed. Yeah, they did, we but did. I, wanted to get, <laughs> yep. I wanted to get a bit more, a couple of hours under my belt. And, um, yeah, so I pushed on and um, I ended up camping there, but oh, I was a killer that night. Just It was, yeah. In, in my swag. Yep. Uh, yeah. Anyway, mate, we better get uh, cracking into this uh, podcast. So yep. tell us a bit about how you got into the industry, mate. Um, you know, everyone's got a story, so tell us yours. Yeah, um, like most, um, it wasn't something that – I left school to become a pesty. Uh, I left school and was lucky enough to get a building apprenticeship. And I'd done that for about two and a half, three years, and it was right when that um, first really bad drought hit, early 2000s, and a heap of us got put off. So I lost my job as a chippy, and I was working at at the local grain bunkers out out for um, AGS grain storage, and... My cousin's a local pesty, and he came to me and said, come give me a hand for a couple of days, because that was only part-time out at the grain storage, and what are we, 16 years later, I'm still still in it. So where was that? Where were, where were you uh, That I worked? Yeah. Uh, based, in, based in Denny here. Okay, yep. yep. All right. Yep. So, um, yeah, born and bred in Denny, uh, all my school in Denny, um, and then, yeah, started a building apprenticeship here. Yep. Uh, and then, yeah, a few of us were put off. I uh, was, yeah, just part-time work at a, at a grain storage facility and, um, yeah, and then went went to work for my cousin's pest control business. 
Okay. Um, so at which point did you start Riverside? Well, I start. so I worked for my cousin for about four years. Yep. Uh, and then I moved up to Brisbane and worked for a pest control company in Brisbane for four years. Uh, and then returned home. There was a, a local fumigation job come up at Sunrise. Yeah. Uh, and I applied for that and got that. So uh, just another notch on the belt. Um, so we come back, yeah, for me to do the fumigation there. Uh, and that was four on, four off, and started Riverside on my four days off, um, just to fill in time between between shifts. So, uh, and that was ten years in August, August this year, ten years. Okay, you got some yeah. awesome uh, background skills there, mate. Uh, construction and fumigation. Yeah, it helps. Um, fumigation. Look, fumigation was great. Um, it's very obviously very dangerous um you know you've got to be switched on or there's a lot of things that can go wrong if uh you know you're not you're not on the ball or not thinking about what what you got to do so um that was good um and then yeah the construction background um especially with uh termite work it's it's a bonus yeah, yeah definitely hey hey mate yeah. do you want to turn that wind down along that river there oh, i'll try my best <laughs> As long as the boat doesn't go past, we're all good. Yeah, there's no boats. <laughs> That's because it's too windy. How's that? Yeah, that's, I keep talking. It sounds a bit better. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, uh, where was I going with this? I got distracted by that wind. Well, I don't know, but Riverside Pest Management. So tell us a bit more about your business, Steve. How many staff? What type of work that you do? Yeah, yep. Yeah. So we're based, obviously, in Denolicum. We service nearly a 200k radius of here. Uh, all the way up to Darlington Point, uh, down towards Bendigo, uh, Elmore Way, over to Kerrang, uh, and Cobra and Baruga. So we do a fair few miles. We've got um, one trainee and two qualified techs, plus myself, and a full-time admin. So, yeah, four four techs on the road and an admin. Wow, it's a bit of distance. You've got to travel. We travel. do. Yeah, we do. Um, a lot of... Um, I won't say remote, but a lot of areas, farming areas that not many companies will go out to and service. So we do a lot of um, big rural work where we might turn up and there'll be two wool sheds and 13 houses on the on the one property. So there's Did a couple it? of days anyway, so we get to them a bit, yeah. 13 houses on the one property? Yeah, we do. A, do a, One client of ours has 13 houses. Uh, so there's uh, the original homestead and newer homestead and a heap of cottages on the house or on all their properties that are all pretty much joining. Uh, and then there's machinery sheds and workshops and wool sheds and, yeah, there's um, – That's, that's two a of us of three four us. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, we love that work. <laughs> oh, wow. So what type of work do you specialise in, Steve? So we – we if we – I could say specialise in, it's our termite baiting and termite inspections. Um, that is the bulk of our work and general pest in uh, residential. So we don't do a lot of commercial work. Uh, we do one local builder, um, their pre-construction, just for one local builder. But, yeah, mainly mainly termite inspections and baiting. Okay. Um, yeah. uh, so you're big in your termite detection dogs? I, we are, yeah. Yep, yeah, we've got two, two termite dogs, termite detection dogs. Uh, ben, yeah. Ben, we got f- uh, five years ago, and Alaska, we've had for three and a half. 
Yeah, okay. Um, so I want to focus a bit on that if I can, because I know that's a, a hot topic and everyone's fascinated and interested um, by that. Um, and I've got a heap of questions here that um, uh, fellow dog detection termite, what do you know what you'd call him, um, handler, uh, yep. is flipping through a heap of questions that I want to ask, so James Benton. Um, so, all right, so how do you train for distractions such as, you know, chickens and i think it was shane was telling me or you were telling me that one of their dogs had this affinity for cat shit and so every time it went under a house it always just go looking for cat shit for cat shit how how do you train for those types of distractions and chooks and chooks yeah Yeah. my dog's a chook lover and especially your way too snakes too yeah yep so yeah they're all challenges um but the we train our dog our um, dogs with dog wall shane system so um, um, a part of the dog wall is obviously the odour behind, but for the um, the chook shit one, you can put two odours in the same same area. So you can, in the first um, hole in the dog wall, you can put your chook shit and then the termite odour on top of that. So you, you're making the dog work through that chook shit odour to find the termites. Yep. Uh, and repeat, repeat, repeat. Uh, and that's one way of... Um, that's a good way for odour uh, to eliminate different odours is to make the dog work through an odour to find what he's actually tra- trained to find. Uh, other distractions like chooks and birds and things and, and other dogs, uh, we tie our pet dogs up to the dog ball when we're training Ben or Alaska um, to, you know, so they have to work through that distraction to put um, the to... Um, oh, I suppose switch off from that distraction yep. and you know um, concentrate on what they're they're meant to be doing. Yeah, so you have a pet dog. We do a Maltese. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Is that your dog or Jess's dog? Um, that's my dog. <laughs> <laughs> you don't drink vodka cruises by any chance, do you? <laughs> um, I'll say no. Oh, good. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I love dogs. Being being a hunting dog, does the dog return when, say, chasing a cat? Does it come he, back? He does come back. Or ben Chooks. chooks yeah. yeah, Chooks. He, he loves Chooks. <laughs> um, but he's a very obedient dog, and we don't enforce that into him. We don't, you know, yell or give him a smack. We want them to behave as natural as possible, uh, as they are a hunting dog, and we want them to be continue to be that so but ben is very a very um obedient dog so if i raise my voice and you know back he's right back beside me so lucky there um i have seen some some dogs yeah they'll get onto a scent and off they go but um yeah ben knows if my voice raises he's pretty much back beside me yeah okay um and so when the when the dog does indicate and you can't see anything visually so what, yep. do you, what do you advise the client then? Yeah, um, good question. So, and that happens a lot. Um, if, say, for instance, he, he, you know, in the corner of a room and he indicates right in the corner at the skirting board and we can't see any visual evidence, we'll give him a secondary reward. So, good boy, leave that, move on. Yeah. Uh, and if you can isolate that area, we'll shut that lounge room door or bedroom door or wherever he might be. Um, give him a scratch, yeah, good boy, move on. So Ben's reward is a tennis ball. Yep. Uh, and you don't give that to him now um, because we're not 100% sure he's w- what what he has found. So move on, let him inspect the rest of the house, uh, and then we'll put him away. 
we'll have the chat with the client. He's indicated it could be uh, old damage, it could be new activity, it could be um, some wood rot in the in the smooth edge. Um, so we'll put Ben away in the ute. We'll go and investigate. If it is a positive, we'll bring him back out and then give him his tennis ball reward then. Um, so we don't want to reward that dog until he's com- or until we've confirmed that's definitely a positive. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you mentioned wood rot. So yep. does, does your dog indicate just on live Crazy. termites yeah. or damage uh, and wood rot? What's he will in- Ben will indicate on um, obviously live termites, um, termite damage, um, the smallest of. Um, workings under carpet, dead termites under carpet, and he's just picked up whether he's found so many termites in the back of showers and leaking showers that that he puts two and two together that oh there's that mouldy mildew smell. Yeah, um, that you need to know about this, and he'll indicate leaking showers all the time. Okay, all the uh, time. Yeah. Um, so have you? trained him to indicate on wood rot or is that just something no, he's picked that's up? just yeah something he's picked up on yep so as i said yeah that leaking shower one i think because he's um been rewarded for activity in the back or when when there's been both odors like the moldy mildew leaking shower smell and the termite smell in the same area yep um he just knows that okay there's so- that smell last time i got rewarded bang Okay, so you won't necessarily indicate just on all wood rot in... Uh, no, 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 outside and things like that he won't, but mainly that where that um, mouldy mildew smell is, yeah. Where you got that yeah. high moisture content and... Exactly, yeah. Yep. okay. That's cool, yep. very cool. It is, it is. And, but we've um, taken Ben back to jobs that um, haven't had active termites in them for, well, the five years we've had him, and he'll still indicate on the old residue, the old odour. Okay, um, so... How do you, if it keeps indicating on the same um, spot, how do you know yep. what's old and what's new? Yeah, so once again, good boy, give him a scratch, um, move on. Let's, you know, leave them, I say, and, and find again. Uh, and then we go back and, and do our tests, moisture meters, lift carpet, yeah, okay. um, track. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So always, um, always confirm before we reward. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Would it be more beneficial that the dog only indicated on active termites only and not um, damage? Yeah, look, for instance, um, pre-purchase inspections, um, it's all been prettied up, painted, patched, new carpet and everything like that, but there's still, you know, old damage in a wall cavity or, or yeah. workings under the carpet. Yeah. Um, you know, pretty handy to um, for him to indicate and, yeah, there's something concealed. Um so now I, I, I like that Ben indicates on or oh, and Alaska on old damage and, and life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I can definitely see, I can definitely see the, yeah. the the mindset there when especially when it comes to the pre purchase. But sort of yeah. I guess my mindset is like, all right, for those annual inspections where you've, you know, previously treated active termites, you know, a couple of years ago and yep. you're going back for yep. that that and annual sort of warranty inspection, you just want to know yep. you know, have the termites gotten back in, has your yep. you know, termite management system still performing, still working? Um yep. that's where my mindset is and I just want to know whether I have the termites gotten back in again or not. Yeah, yeah. So, and a lot of, um, or Ben and Alaska, a lot of time they will go and indicate on the strongest odour. So you might have um, a heap of activity up in the lounge room wall and a little bit of damage in the room next door in the bedroom. He'll find both areas, but he'll just want to keep going back to that stronger odour. And usually the stronger odour 
is the more activity or the or the activity rather than the damage. Yeah. So he will go to the active termite before he will go to the old damage. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Alaska and Ben perform equally, or Ben's obviously got a bit more yes. experience in the field. Ben's yeah, Ben's um, he's a lot more experienced in the field. We've got Alaska. So Alaska was trained as an insurance for Ben. Yeah. Um, so if something happened to Ben, we had a dog ready to go straight away. So Alaska's at that point now where she knows what she's doing, but she's that backup for Ben. Well, sometimes we take them both. Sometimes we'll take just her or just him. Um, Ben's a lot faster and a lot more confident dog than Alaska. Um, Alaska's a lot better inside. <laughs> I know you bring up a couple of times, oh, they'll knock things over, and yeah. which, yes, you've got to be careful. Alaska will walk inside. Yep. Um, where Ben, he's a 100 mile an hour. He only knows one speed, and that's flat out. So when you take two dogs to a job, you don't work them both at the same time. It's one out at a time. I don't. No, yeah. one out at a time. I, yeah. I, I, yep. I'm just visualising chaos, two dogs going in different directions. <laughs> no, it <laughs> could be. Yep. No, definitely, um, yeah, one at a time. Um, we might do one job with Ben, and the next one we'll, we'll let Alaska out. Um, if there's a lot of expensive antique furniture, it's Alaska only. Um, as Ben will weave in and out under pot stands and you name it. Yeah, those antiques scare the crap yeah, out of me, especially here in the homes. But um, yeah, so- yeah. But look, we do a risk assessment too, so we'll we'll go in and have a wander around first, and if we can move anything out off the wall, we will. Yep. Um. So we do. Yeah, we do try and move things and make it a bit of a free run for him as well. So when the dogs mm. can get access, um, or, or they can get into say a subfloor or roof void, yep. are you concerned yep. for like live wires and cables? Yeah, yeah. Another thing, risk assess first, um, and we tend to not put them where we can't get. Like if he was stuck under there, we've got to get him out. So if it's a really low subfloor and we can't get to him, um, we won't put him under. Um, because yeah, live wires, even um, people throwing rodent paint under houses um, yep. and things like that. So. All comes um, down to that risk assessment, doesn't it? It does. It certainly does. So, yeah, if, if they're going to be in any danger or put us in danger to go in and get them out, um, they're not going in. And uh, I think Steve, when you interviewed um, Steve from Bugger Off the other week, said, um, you know, long grass, he just won't let his dogs work in that for snakes. And, yeah, so true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I think, because do, do you ever put your dog in a roof? Uh, have done, yep, have yeah. done. you just got to watch down lights. Yeah, push I, remember, down light. I remember Shane telling me that he used to throw yep. the dog up in the roof, and I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, put the dog up in the roof. They won't go through the roof like that. They're only as, ours are um, cocker spaniels, so they're not a big dog. Yep. Um, the only thing they do every now and again, they'll step on a on a down light and, and push it through. Um, yep. But, yeah, once again, risk assess, and um, they'll run around in a roof with no problems. Yeah. Um, like you mentioned how Ben's starting to develop. Um, he's constantly developing. And then you mentioned about how Alaska um, was, yep. I guess, your um, backup uh, for Ben. Is there, a, is there an age where, you know, um, they become, you know, so I guess competent enough or do they just keep getting better yep. and better? Or is there an age where they just can't work anymore? What's the average lifespan of a yeah. working dog? I think that um, I think if we got eight to ten years out of Ben, um, I think the, the Ben's downfall will his legs will go because he's just he's crazy. He runs and runs and runs. I think he'll he'll slow down uh, as time goes on. Um, so look, I hope to get eight to ten years at least. Um, 
and then he'll obviously start to slow down. But I, I don't think he's going to forget that smell of termites. So it might be, you know, he then works on a lead uh, on on lead to um, reduce that impact, and yep. you know, um, him running so fast and wearing himself out. Um, Alaska, um, she's already had a broken leg. Um, How? So she and yes, yep, um, she broke her foot. Uh, on the on the tray of a ute, um, so she's a, that, and I think that's the reason why she's a little bit slower. She just walks around inside. And she's she's been injured once. She's not doing it again. Yeah. Um, so training wise, like Ben, he was trained and and in the field working uh, at about twelve months. Uh, Alaska's penny dropped, and it was so obvious when that penny dropped. Oh, that's what I've you know that's what I'm training to do. When she indicated on termites for the first time, that was about six and a half, seven months old. So when you say indicated um, for the first time, that's in the field? Yep. Yeah, no, on the dog wall, on the dog wall, on, yep. on the dog wall okay. home training, yeah. How, yep. long, how long did that so, take? That, so not, not long. When I say like she was seven months old, you only train them. Um, you know, we might have done five minutes of a morning and five minutes of a night um, and just repeat, repeat, and um, about that six and a half. So the first three months, it's just ball training and getting that dog so ball hungry uh, yeah, yeah. and that retrieval and that instinct and then you start to introduce the odour so probably um, odour training maybe three, three and a half months and she could tell the difference between a jar of Vegemite, a jar with termites and some chook shit yeah, okay. um, yeah so she came on quite quickly <clears throat> once she um, once she was being rewarded for that odour and that odour only the penny dropped really quick so do you so, do you insure the dogs? Can you insure the dogs? We so we we looked into that, uh, and I had this conversation with Shane, and that's why we introduced Alaska for insurance because no, you can't insure um, them as a tool. Um, they can't put a value on on a dog. So we can have normal pet insurance just through our our local vet and things like that. But as through our major insurance company, no, they won't. Not not like we can for. a you know, a thermal image or something like that. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Alaska came in for that reason. Yeah. So when the dog does indicate, how the hell do you word it in your report? Yeah. It, that can be tricky. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is tricky. So we, we document everything, whether it's a, a, a negative, um, old damage, we document everything because if he can smell something and we can't see it, He's only trained to indicate on one smell. So, if, for instance, a house on a subfloor, if they're just starting to enter up through a stump and he can smell that, but we can't see it, we can't get under the house. So, they're not there this inspection, but in six months' time, they may be. So, we'll say, okay, the, the dogs give us an indication in the uh, front right corner, and there, there's no visual signs. There's no reading with the Termatrack. There's no moisture. We can't get under it to do any uh, inspection underneath. Uh, we recommend a more regular inspection to see if anything be- becomes of that. So we cover ourselves there. Uh, but, yeah, it can be very tricky. And then you get other clients that will say, oh, well, you know, he smelled it. Well, let's rip the floor up and find out, you know, what he's indicating at. So, um, yeah, it's we just document and um, recommend more regular inspections to see what becomes of that area. And a lot of times, yeah, six, 12 months later, we've got termites. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah. So if 
detection dogs are so effective. Why do you think not more technicians are using them? Why is not as many? Yeah, good question. I think, um, oh, I suppose when thermal image started to become a thing too, there was a lot of people unsure uh, until you know, yeah, a lot of people had them and, and could see the benefits. Um, time, it's not something that, you you know, you can just take to work and put back in your toolbox like a, a piece of equipment. You know, you got to care for them. you got to have their hair cut and there's so much time and work that go into them. Um, they're not something, obviously, yeah, that you can just put away at the end of the day and, and get them the next morning. Yeah. So do you take it to every job? With you. No, so we um, we're a little bit different. We will there's an option, so uh, just a standard visual thermal inspection yep. or the inspection with the dog. Yeah, uh, we charge. Uh, I think it's about seventy six dollars more with the dog. Yeah, um, obviously the inspection takes longer with the dog because we still do our full visual inspection yep. and then, um, or right. sometimes we use the dog first and then sometimes we use the dog second. But uh, it is an extra. We take the dog on every active inspection. Regardless, that's yep. um, yeah, that'd be a given, definitely. Yep. Yeah, so um, but yeah, option with the dog, yeah. Uh, how much extra time would it take using the dog? About 45 minutes to an hour on okay. a standard house, yep. yeah, yep, yeah. By the time, yeah, we so we'll do the inside and then we'll put him put him away for a spell. Um, he'll have a drink and we might you know, do do the part of the report and then we'll bring him out to do the external yard and put him away again and then if there's anything we need to go back we'll bring him out again so sometimes you might uh, put him away and get him out two or three times yeah oh, wow yeah especially so, in 40 degree days too yeah you really got to be mindful of the dogs you do yeah yeah, yeah. our setup that um, we take the dogs in is all um, insulated foam that's got fans in it and we try and have them home by lunch or a bit after so if we're doing a couple of dog inspections, their first thing, um, yep. especially on those hot days, and then have them home. And because yeah, um, in the back of the ute, we've got a thermometer in there, and it can get up to sixty degrees. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, not good. It's got to be a tough dog. <laughs> he looks tough too. He's pretty muscly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and what about Alaska? She's so she's a cocker spaniel cross uh, coolie kelpie. Yeah. Um, she's got a bit of coolie in her. Beautiful dog. She's a. a black and white spotted um she looks more of a kelpie than a than a cocker oh, wow. where ben he's just um gold cocker spaniel all over um so i think yeah and, and that's probably her nature too she's a little bit slower with that kelpie in her um and she's a lot well, she, oh, she's probably another four or five kilos heavier than ben so we've got to watch her in the heat as well oh okay so mm. she, yeah she's a yep. bigger dog okay she's a little bit bigger dog yeah, yeah. yep Yep. Okay. Uh, but look, if you know between jobs, we see a, a nice riverbank or something like that, we let them out and they have a swim and cool off, and they got the fans in the in the cage. So then we try and yeah, all you do, you got to look after them as uh, very precious cargo. Yeah, definitely. Um, so tell me, what's collar training? Collar training, we we don't we have not done collar training. Um, so getting back to that distraction um, work. Before we took possession of Ben, Shane gave him a bit of collar training with a snake. So soon, so Shane uh, had a snake there, non-venomous snake. As soon as Ben showed interest in that snake, he got a bit of a tickle off the collar. But 
um, that's as far as that went. That was just a, you know, that's if you see one of them, it may hurt. Don't go near it. Um, and Ben has seen a couple of snakes, but hasn't hasn't showed any interest. And once again, if I raise the voice, he comes back pretty much straight away, which is good. But yeah, we don't haven't done any collar training. Okay, so collar training that's that commercial where they use the stop dogs and barking type. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah or, or zaps, or you've got the, um, the spray ones and yeah. things like that. Yeah, okay. I yep. thought it was something a bit different. That was all. No, I think that's what that is. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So. Um, I yeah, that's, I think they would want to give me a collar, actually, just to stop me from talking. <laughs> yeah, give you oh, exactly I'm surprised he hasn't come up with that idea yet. <laughs> shut up, press. There's, shut up, press. As long as he doesn't put me on a leash, I'm all good. <laughs> There's one where you can put um, citronella in it. When you hit the button, it gives you a little squirt, so you could fill that up with a bit oh, of wine or something like that. Don't give him any ideas, please. <laughs> you should see the smile on his face at the moment. <laughs> My mind's just gone to a whole new level. Yeah. Yeah, well, this having, one might I'm, turn into um, a Cassie having, podcast. Oh, I tell you what, I reckon, I reckon he'd want to put a collar on Cassie as well. <laughs> Just, no, uh, no, 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 no. No, oh, well, getting off that subject. <laughs> yeah, leave that. Yeah. Um, well, we had a bit of a chat before we hit record, Steve, because um, I, I guess I wanted to touch base to make sure that you feel comfortable um, on what we're going to talk about next. But um, yep. March 2020 was quite devastating for for you and Jess and the business. You lost a staff member to a vehicle accident. Can you yes, tell us a yep. bit about what happened, um, how this has impacted your business, and I yep. guess more importantly, um, how it's impacted you and Jess? Yeah, definitely. Look, it's... Um, uh, it's something you can't prepare for. Um, it's uh, well, it can't become as such a shock. Um, I'll try not to choke up. I know um, this is really hard. I know I spoke to Jess a couple of days after it happened, and yeah, yep. it's the devastation. It's just um, yeah. You guys so were close. um, <laughs> you were really close. Very close. Um, yeah, we were. We're and. And as for all our team, our guys now, we're all very close. A lot of us grew up together. Um, Yeah, so, yeah, um, 15th of March 2020, we lost Luke um, in a a single vehicle accident. Um, It was probably the hardest thing we've had to go through as a, well, not just as a business, but in our life. Um, It, uh, well, it, didn't appear to at the start, but it, it was um, suicide, and yeah. yeah, that's a that's a hard one to swallow. Um, and it's you not just, you didn't see this coming at all, did you, Steve? No, was, no, was, no sign at all. Yeah, no sign. If someone had it, and people say, you know, who's the um, most happy-go-lucky person you know, it would have been Luke. Um, never, never one sign that there was anything going on always happy he's one of them persons that you always wanted in the room because he just brightened it up um no matter whether it was you know on the way to work or we we used to have a beer with him on a weekend like um just it was that person you wanted to be around all the time he just you might have had a bit bit of stuff going on and he just made it all better just this big dopey smile (laughs) it's um and I can yeah. personally vouch for that because I know yeah, when you, I, you, I know when I stopped in, yeah, yep. that Christmas, just those few months prior to that, yeah, um, yep. just how 
yeah, like you said, he just warmed the room and I instantly took yep. to him and warmed to him and he just seemed so happy and just such an all-round, you know, nice guy. And, and did, we, yep. did we mention how old he was? He was 19. 19. Yeah, 19. Holy yep. shit. 19. Um, but, you know, for, for a 19-year-old, you take him into a client's house, a 90-year-old client's house, yep. and he could engage in conversation like you've never seen before. Um, the conversations he could hold with with the older generation was unbelievable. Um, you just don't see that. Um, our clients loved him. Our staff loved him. My kids loved him. Um, yeah, it was just one of those um, one of those things. You hope no one ever has to go through that. Um, but it's you know, mental health was becoming. Well, one good thing, it's becoming more and more talked about. Um, I think it's really important to talk about it, and I'm super um, Um, proud of you being able to talk about it today, Steve, because um, I I know with myself, um, it's taken me many years to come out and talk about my struggles. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think it's important that that we do that so people understand it doesn't matter how successful or how happy you are on the outside. Yeah, Um, yeah. No, that's right. Um, And it's like there was no sign with Luke, as I said, whatsoever, nothing. Um, You know, the Friday night we joked around at the shed. He just passed his – well, just submitted his his course. I went and bought him a a bait bag and and a heap of tools and we were setting up his bait bag and laughing and joking. He was so anal. He's one by one putting each tool in his bait bag and Jess had come up. And she said, mate, just throw it all in. Like, it's going to get mixed up anyway. And he's, oh, no, and he, you know, packing everything into each little individual pocket. And that we had a laugh and a joke. And, you know, that was two days prior. And there was not a not a sign that anything was wrong. And there, and there never was. Um, so nobody saw anything and not even his family? Nobody. Nobody. Nobody, no. nobody suspected wow. anything. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was a shock to everyone. His mates... Uh, yeah. uh, well, I remember but, reading on Facebook, uh, you know, after it happened, all the comments yeah. on Facebook and social media, just everybody loved him and just, um, you know, and the antics that he used to get up to with his mates. And, and I remember you guys yeah. putting up um, a video on Facebook, him, you know, him doing a backflip off the back, of the, off the, back of the yeah. boat. Um, yeah, that was uh, the life of the, the work Christmas party, that one. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what he was like. Um, no matter where you where you were with him at work or you know out of hours, he always made it fun. Um, he had all these stupid little sayings that <laughs> didn't really make sense, but they you laughed anyway. Yeah, <laughs> just um, yeah. So look, it taught us a lot as um, as um, individuals and. And employers that there may not be a sign, but you don't know what's going on outside. Yeah. Um, you know, after exactly. hours or, you know, what they're not letting on. So it's taught us that if someone's a little bit off on a day or, you know, you've noticed a little bit of change or they're not quite themselves, or to say, hey, mate, is there something wrong? You, you know, you've been a bit quiet or because they might not want to talk about it, but that little conversation started with, how are you going? Yeah, you, you, just, all right? yeah, you always think if you just They might ask. unload. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yep. Um, but, yeah, back then I, I didn't have a reason to ask and, and now that's yeah. taught us you, don't, you shouldn't have to, just, hey, battling, you know. I think it's important right? to, um, you know, talking about this, it, it 
letting everyone else know that it is okay to say I'm not okay. Um, 100%. You know, I'm having troubles. But I think, do you think there is more that we can be doing as an industry to help support others that are going through mental health illnesses, in particular, you know, the the PWAPM, um, AEPMA, you know, the mentors in this industry and and the industry leaders? Is there something that we can be doing more by coming out and and saying, hey, it's, it's okay? To say you're yeah, not okay. <laughs> not okay. Look, I, from what I've seen, I think our industry is by far in front of any other industry in that um, area. You know, you see posts and things on Facebook and, and what Doug's done with his little organisation and and things like that. I think we are trying, but, yep. yeah, there's always room for improvement. Um, it's, it's so much harder for and, the men, isn't it? In Like yeah, us yeah. women, I mean, yeah, we, we get together and we talk, but it's a lot harder for the men to... Definitely, um, yeah. The way yep. we do, and yeah, I, I think we are um, moving in in the right direction. But I think we are, yeah. As I said, we're. I think um, you look at other industries, and I think what we're doing, we we're definitely going in the right direction. But there there always can be more to be done. Um, and yeah, it's the more more people that talk, um, I think that will happen. Well, I really appreciate um, you talking about it, Steve. No, that's it's fine. Hard, and yeah, um, we did have look, a chat before coming on. There's no way we would have thrown that at you. So yeah, no, it's and, um, um, still pretty raw. But yeah, nearly oh, two years in March, and just feels like it was yesterday. It really does. Yeah, yeah. mate. Look, um, I know how much it actually impacted me when I heard the news yeah, because yep. you know not only had I you know met Luke you know just for that yep. those couple of hours when I stopped in. Um, but yep. also, he was um, one of my students um, through Rapid, yep, and I, you know, I assessed, you know, assessed quite a few of his submissions, um, you know, yep. and, wa- and watched his video submissions. And so I, you yep. know, and when I heard the news, I, I know how hard it impacted me. So I can yeah. only imagine how much it actually impacted you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, and yeah, I appreciate you reached out straight away, and um, as did so many people from the industry. It was, yeah, really, um, really warming to to get that. Um, at that time, it was, yeah, pretty hard. We shut up shops for, well, we didn't have a time frame. There was, you know, periods of time there where I said, you know, stuff it. Yeah. You know, didn't know whether we could go back or, and um, I reckon two weeks, three weeks it was, we just shut the gates and that was it. And then we had a meeting, like we went to the pub and a few beers and I said, look, um, Case and um, Ellie at the time in the office said, where to from here? And I said, well, we'll just come back at your own time and um yeah we'll see see what happens and we found our feet and away we went again and we set up a few little charities in in memory of luke we donate a dollar from every inspection and every pest spray to beyond blue yeah um we done a, a mullet for mental health i've still got my dirty <laughs> mullet at the moment actually seen that on Facebook, <laughs> <laughs> so we took um Luke's little brother. I took his mullet off a couple of weekends ago, so um, he raised about nine hundred bucks. So yeah, yeah you guys we just are awesome, um, seriously. Yeah, you, and you we really found have. found so many lifelong friends, um, you know, that have become from that. Uh, our trainee Josh, he was Luke's best mate. Oh, okay. So yeah, cool. Josh, Josh, our new guy. So him and him and Luke were very close. Yeah, yeah, yeah that would yeah. hit him hard. Did yeah, but look, it's good. We we get in the Ute and we'll joke around and laugh about the, the stupid things that you used to do. And yeah, so it's a, it's good to have Josh beside me. 
Yeah, listening to the yeah. Cassie and Jay podcast, I'm sure. Oh, we did. We did this morning. <laughs> and then he got Google out and um, we had to have a look at an echidna penis. <laughs> Very educational, that one. Very uh, educational. But yeah, um, yeah. on a happier note, though, Steve, um, 26th of July, little Lucy Faye Butcher coming to the world. Yes. Yeah. Number three Ooh. girls. You've got all girls, Steve. We've got all girls. Third little pocket rocket. Yeah, she was. <laughs> she's tiny. <laughs> she's gorgeous. She she's absolutely gorgeous. Two point five kilos born. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel sorry for you See, when they're all teenagers. Oh, I know. <laughs> I feel sorry for <laughs> oh, you. <no. laughs> but yeah, three girls between me and my brother. We, we have six girls. So mum and dad have got six granddaughters. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, so what? What's Jess's role? So she she doesn't work full time in the business, does she? She doesn't. No, she's um, not on the books at all. She puts in so many hours um, for the business. After her, she's a a midwife, nurse, and um, community health nurse. Yep. So she has her full time job, and she'll come home and do any after hours admin work that's got to be done, or you know, help me proof a few reports or. So, yeah, look, she puts in a, a hell of a lot of hours, unpaid hours. Yeah, She does yep. because, um, well, she used to be on the committee of the she was. AWAPM. Yep. She was one of the first yep. ones to get involved. She was. And yep. still a big supporter of it. So yeah. um, yep. I miss her. <laughs> I miss her She's, being um, on the committee. <laughs> yeah, but, she will, um, she'll put in 100% to everything. So Yeah, um, definitely. We're very lucky to have her do what she does after hours too. It makes a big difference. Yep, yep, mm. definitely. So, and you guys are no stranger too to Pest Manager of the Year awards. I think it was two thousand eighteen and nineteen. Did you eighteen nineteen? Yeah, yeah, yeah for the yep. micro category. Yep, yep, yep. Unbelievable. Yeah, that was um, yeah, great moment. A bit of a high. I remember. I remember high. you being announced in two thousand and nineteen because I just announced the PWAPM Excellence Award for the first time. Yep. And yep. I was literally getting photos with Kylie Enright, and then you guys were announced. I'm sure. like, no, no, not yet, because I, I wanted to watch what was going on with you guys. Yeah, right. So, um, also, yeah. I remember when they announced us, and um, Shane Clark yelled out, "That's my dog!" <laughs> <laughs> Half our side of the room just erupted. It was, it was pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's a classic. <laughs> he is. Yeah. Yep. No, he's been good to us. So, so where to from here, mate? Um, no, no huge plans in the pipeline. Um, just keep doing what we do um, and and be um, try to be the best we can at it. Um, we've just uh, Riley, our our most recent tech, he's moved down from Darwin. He's currently living in Denny uh, with some friends, but he'll be based in back in Echuca. He's looking at buying a house in Echuca. So we'll get him set up there. So we've got a full-time tech in Vic um, and then down the track maybe uh, a trainee down there under him. So we've got, we'll have a couple down there. But no, just keep doing consistent. what you're doing. Keep doing what we're doing. Um, we're happy with where the business is at and we sort of maintain that around about that 14 to 18% growth over 10 years. Yep. Over 10 years. So just keep, I think, slow and steady. We don't want to, you know, get too far ahead and, and can't keep up with it. So, yeah, just keep doing what we're doing. I mean, given where your base, population-wise, yep. Yep. you couldn't really grow that big anyway, could you? Look, there's still, if we want to travel a little bit further, we've got Shepparton and Bendigo, big areas within two hours. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a dream. Um, but, 
a distant dream. Yeah. Um, you know, this, yes, Shep, Shep's huge. Bendigo is even bigger. Yeah. Um, like Denny's only, we're only about seven and a half thousand people, and we've got four local pesties and seven or eight that service here. Yeah. So we do have to travel. Um, I'd, I'd love to just stay local. Um, but yeah, and look, there is those other growth areas. You've got, um, yeah, Bendigo and Shep just up the road. So, so if you had, um, um, if you had the opportunity to do it all again, would you do it differently, or what would you do differently? Um, we're only uh, thinking about this one this morning. I don't have too many regrets as such. Um, what would I do differently? I probably wouldn't have listened to um, Jay and Cassie uncensored. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Mentally scarred you. <laughs> There's some weird my stuff going and on my inside my head. I'm thinking this isn't normal. Surely it's not right. <laughs> yeah, no. I look. I, we take a lot of advice. I seek help from you know Shane's a, one of my closest friends, and, and Shane's helped us a hell of a lot. Um, you know, if I don't know something, we'll ask, and and we put a lot. So when we said right, we're going to get a dog, it was four years in the planning. So we try and plan well and truly ahead um, to try and limit those mistakes. So there's not too many that not too many things I wouldn't change. And look, we all learn by mistakes. So yeah, we happens do. For we a do reason. better after yeah. we learn, you know, we learn from Definitely. it. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And, and I was going to ask, you know, you know, what's been one of the usual questions I ask is, you know, what's been uh, one of your most successful marketing strategies? But what I will sort of add and comment on is yep. your branding, your position of your factory is absolutely yeah. sensational. Yeah. I remember, when I, I remember when I drove into Deniliquin and I thought, where is he? And I'm looking at me at maps, I'm looking at the address. <laughs> and then I turned around and it just was. It was at the end of the road, like yeah. at, a, at a teeny section, looking at you, and it just stood out in the entire town. <laughs> We're actually like, looking at you out the window. And I was like, "Look, there he is over there. He's lost. You're over near the Shell server." <laughs> yeah. And you rang, you rang me, and said, "Where are you?" I said, "Turn around," and then you're like, "Oh shit!" It was right in front of me because I'd come um, the opposite direction. So it sort of, you did. I come around the corner, yeah, was, and then he was behind me. It was me, behind you, and yeah. I was looking in front of me. But then I pulled yeah. over, and then yeah, well, they were all watching you, laughing at yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, we were looking out the window, having a beer, laughing. <laughs> I, I don't know how you spotted my car. Yeah, no, well, that's pretty bright too. <laughs> so we've got a good photo at the moment. So. But anyway, oh, apart from your branding, apart yeah. from you, yep. um, you know, winning Pest Manager of the Year two years in a row yep. there. What else has really worked for you as far as, you know, getting your name out there and your brand out there? Yeah. Um, look, we run at a huge um, word by mouth, uh, word of mouth. mouth. Yep. Yeah. So that is massive to us. Um, and it's not – obviously, the quality of the work, we try and keep very, very high. and But we'll spend time with the clients and try and educate them. And just even if we sit down and have a coffee and have a chat about life, um, and try and build that relationship, and then they tell their neighbour and, and away it goes. But we do a little advertising campaign, and we just sent out 27,000 flyers this year. They went out last week. Really? And it's called, yeah, it's called Grab Your Neighbour. Um, last year, we've done it, this is our third year. Last year was our um, most successful. So Grab Your Neighbour, it's just a, um, for a general pest spray, grab your neighbour and receive 10% discount. So we've put out 27,000 of them this year, all the way from Darlington Point down to Elmore. Um, so how do, you, how do you distribute them? 
they go with Australia Post. So we've done uh, we've done our um, mailbox drops um, by just you know. Um, the in with the junk mail, but we found that didn't work as much because they got obviously got thrown out with the junk mail. So we went to um, Australian Post and put them in with the, the everyday mail and the bills, uh, and there was a massive difference in um, in turnover from that. So what we wanted to do, we wanted um, for well, we wanted to start a converse, conversation about us. So you know they get down in the letter box and have a read. Oh, grab your neighbour. I'll bring that up to the neighbour. So they go in and have a chat. Oh, look. You know, if we book in together, we'll get a bit of a discount. We have one phone call, and they might book in ten houses. So, wow. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and it it, it works. Um, we and and it, and it builds a day because sometimes we service these areas. We this is what I'm thinking. Be only only going out for one house. Well, we're we're going to go out. and We're going to do three farms. This is what I'm thinking. The travelling that yep. you guys do, yeah, you know, yep. to do two or three houses at once is just yep. gold compared yeah, to going it's out gold. For one. Yeah, yeah. And I just yep. I love the catchiness of the phrase too. Grab your neighbour. Grab your neighbour. Yeah, and we've got a bit of a, a radio ad that we link in with that. When the flyers go out, we run our radio ad. Yep. Um, and there's a bit of a. A voice over there and it's grab your neighbour and then you hear a lady's voice go, ouch! It's um, a bit catchy. Like someone's grabbed her. Oh, okay. And, um, so that, that, <laughs> that went over my head. That went over my yeah. head. <laughs> grab your neighbour and then, ouch! <laughs> okay, I got it now. I um, get it. So that goes along with it and, um, yeah, look, I think... Um, Mate, you've so, well, just, that, you that just shared with the industry a piece of marketing gold right there, oh, Mate, if we can help someone, um, you know, I, I don't mind. It's... You know, you know, all our competitors see our marketing in the mailboxes and, yeah, it's, uh, I don't know, we just, we sat there one day and we, we said, well, how we want people to talk about us and we want, instead of one phone call, one job, one phone call, one job, yeah. I want them to put in five jobs. Yeah. Um, and, and it look, worked. It's going to cut down yep. on, you know, um, admin time, yep, um, you know, does. phone calls, because I know when you book in a job, sometimes you might be on the phone for 15, 20 minutes getting all their details, but if you're yeah. booking in two houses at once and the neighbours organising for the their neighbour, yep. they're doing it. your yeah, yeah. <laughs> your work for you. And that's right. And someone, you know, they'll ring up and say, I've got five, can you give me a price? You give them a price. Uh, and then you say, just can you email us all their details, name, address, email, whatever. And that comes all – and your, your admin's half done for you. Yeah. Enter that in the system and away you go. Yeah, so three came in this morning from up at Darlington Point, which is our, our furthest boundary north. Yep. So we don't, we tied them three in with two in Geraldry. So there's a big day. Yeah. Um, one phone call, yeah. Nikki, you need to start working on this. Yep. Me? Yes. I, I thought I was I want semi-retiring. No. <laughs> Need to get Willara working on it. <laughs> She's <laughs> the <laughs> office manager. Grab, grab your neighbour in Noosa Springs. We're going to have every Noosa Springs residence. Oh, great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the techs will it's, love it. Um, <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it, it works. But, yeah, most successful advertising we've done. Oh, yeah, I, can, sure. I can definitely see the potential in that. That is just awesome. Yeah. I love it. Um, That's a good one. So yep. when, you're, when you're not working, Steve... How do you relax or can you relax with all those girls? Apart, apart from sitting on the riverbank. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I put, I put the earmuffs on so I can drown out the squeals. Um, <laughs> Is that just Jess's squeals or? <laughs> yeah, mainly squealing at the kids. Yeah. <laughs> I actually had a giggle when um, when you interviewed Steve the other week and he said, um, I don't switch off. And, and um, his partner gets pretty annoyed. She just wants to switch off. And he said, I don't. Well, that's Jess because... Uh, yeah. I find it hard to switch off. 
Um, she she always says it's great when you're hungover and you just want to lay on the couch because I get a day off. <laughs> this is why I like Jay having a drink with me because <laughs> yeah. I can normally get him to stop talking about work. <laughs> yeah, but um, it's probably something, especially since Luke passed away, that was a big wake-up call. Um, there's more to life. So yeah. before that, it was go, go, go. And we were a young business and I was trying to grow the business into you know, something where I could put food on the table for every, like all our employees and, and be comfortable. So there was a huge, as you guys know, there's a huge amount of time and effort to go into that. Um, and I probably lacked a bit of home time. But now, yeah, I get home and, and just sit her in the office full-time admin. It's taken away hours, like a huge amount of hours after, after hours that I would have to do so I can get home. The phone stays at work. Uh, play with the kids. We just bought ourselves a caravan, so we want to start to do a little bit of travel once the um, borders open and Noosa. We, cool. we're we'll allowed in. Noosa. Yeah, Noosa. We'll, we'll come up to Noosa. Well, Jess's, um, she's born and raised in uh, Kingscliff, down Tweed. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, yeah, her dad uh, runs a caravan park at um, in Tweed there at Kingscliff, so... Yeah, we might be we able to get meet up you that way for we sure. We might be able to meet you down there. I haven't oh, been there yet. Beautiful, I've been wanting to beautiful part of the world. Yeah, she was. Um, she grew up in a little place called Pottsville. So nice. Well, was it's getting a, a little bit busier now, but a little sleepy town there. It's beautiful. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. So apart from that, I love love me footy, um, fishing. Not that I've had much time of late to get out in the boat, but um, yeah. If we can get out the bush and cut a bit of firewood and have a fish, and that's what I love. Awesome. Now, listen, mate, um, we've all got at least one funny story working as a pesty. Um, yeah. And I reckon you're probably going to have a, a long string of them given the dogs. Um, <laughs> yeah. But can you share us uh, share us one of yours? Yeah. So, look, it, it, was a, um, it wasn't on a job funny story, but we were in Melbourne. Um, we had to go down for, a, I think it was one of Don's courses, uh, and it was Luke and I. Uh, we, we'd done a job in a chuker in the morning, uh, and the guy that we'd done a job for had just been to an opening for Ned Bourbon, and he had this big keg oh, of Ned's. Ned's. Oh, yep. I've had the worst he had a, he, on those. Oh, it's, um, <laughs> beautiful. So he gives us a couple of cans. We said we're going to Melbourne for a, a course after we finished his job. So he gives us a couple of roadies, and Luke polished off these roadies, I think, before we got to the 100K sign. <laughs> and... Um, Grabbed a few more and then we went to Melbourne and uh, got to the motel and I said, have you ever been to the Crown, mate? And he said, nah. So I oh, well, in Melbourne, you can't come to Melbourne without going into Crown. So in the Crown we went and it was really hot. I, remember, I don't think the air conditioners were working and we'd had a few beers and I said, it's too hot in here, mate. Come on, we'll, we'll go up the road and find somewhere a bit cooler to sit and have, have a drink. So I whispered to the taxi driver where, where we wanted to go and Luke had no idea and we walk into this place and Luke's eyes lit up and he disappeared. And 10, 15 minutes later, he was out the back on the phone telling his mates where we were hanging out for the night. And he'd come back and I had, I had a, I went and got myself a drink and I got a Sailor Jerry's. Yeah. So Luke waltzes up and he's like, what are you drinking, mate? I said, oh, I say, it was really noisy in there. And I said, oh, Sailor Jerry's. So he waltzes up to the bar, and he's probably gone another 15 minutes. He'd come back, and he had this weird look on his face. You stitched me up. I said, what do you mean I stitched you up? <laughs> you stitch, you, you got me. You stitched me up. I said, why have I stitched you up? He said, they're called Sailor Jerry's, not Farmer Terry's. <laughs> 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 well, oh, I just lost it. 
it was obviously so noisy in there. He thought I've said Barma Terry's and gone and asked his um, <laughs> barman for two, yeah, Farmer Terry's. <laughs> I wonder why it took him so long to return. So I have to ask, so, where, where did you actually go? Because you whispered yeah, it to the taxi driver yeah, and, just, and um, he's gone missing for, for 15 minutes or so. Where um, did you take him? <laughs> it was, yeah, oh, Jess knows. It was called the Spearmint Rhino. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> okay. I don't dare yeah. ask. I'm currently getting yeah, the no. Spearmint Rhino. I'm not familiar <laughs> with the place. Uh, it was a hot tip off my brother, so, <laughs> um, yeah, it was, um, a, it was a good night and, yeah, probably one of the funniest things that me and Luke laughed about, these uh, Farmer Terry drinks. <laughs> so, so, hang on, so then you attended Don's thing the next day? Yeah, <laughs> we did. Um, well, we had a – there was a container of lollies each and a bottle of water. I think we went through 10 bottles of water and didn't touch the lollies. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're pretty wounded. <laughs> uh, and he slept all the way home. We sat through the course and, and done what we had to do and he slept all the way home, so – yeah. Um, you need your brains when, you, when you're in one of Dr. Don's courts. Oh, so. Don't you? Yeah. <laughs> yep. Nah. It's, um, yeah, it was, a, it was a good trip. <laughs> yeah, sounds like it, mate. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's got to that time of the episode where we get into our rapid fire questions. Yep. Uh, it's obviously where I ask you a series of questions um, just to get a bit to know, get to know you a little bit better. Uh, feel free to pass on any you don't want to answer, mate. Um, yep. So. Beer or wine after work? Beer. Beer. Uh, you a morning or a night person? Uh, morning. Yeah. Uh, AFL or NRL? Definitely AFL. Love me footy. Love me AFL. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, this is a stupid question. Are you a city or a country boy? <laughs> yeah, country, but I love the city just for a little um, weekend. To go to yeah. Spearmint Rhino. Or check out the Spearmint. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, you're a boobs or bum kind of guy? Uh, bum. Bum. Uh, Favourite termite bait? Favourite termite bait? Centricon. Yep. Uh, in ground or above ground? Both. Both. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Uh, Favourite manufacturer? Oh, this could be. Yeah. This could be interesting. Can I, can I say three? <laughs> you can. Uh, Syngenta, Dow, and Insistex. Yep. Okay. Uh, favourite rep? Favourite rep? Oh, I only have one that comes through and visits. I was going to say, who, does anybody come and visit Yeah, you Mike, Mike O'Halloran from Insistex, yeah. Okay. Yeah, he'll drop in every single time he comes through. Yep. Um, and if we're in a different town, if he rings and says, I'm coming through on this day, oh, I'm, I might be in Finlay. Oh, I'll do a detour. I'll come through Finlay. Not a problem. No, we're going to have a coffee or juice or so yeah he always visits yeah okay so yeah, um, Mike. Uh, bait or barrier bait bait okay mm. um i would have thought you been that's traveling distances you would be more of a, a barrier or chemical soil treatment kind of guy yeah to cut down on that travel yeah. uh it would be great um i just yeah i love that yeah, that bait effect. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so when you do do a, a chemical soil treatment, plugs or grout? Grout. Flow meter or stopwatch? Stopwatch. Backpack or bulk tank? This is an interesting one for your rural yeah, properties. Definitely bulk tank. Yeah. Uh, bulk tank with a twist. So we use uh, mix rights. So with our bulk tank. Um, so oh, okay. Yeah, water water in our tank. Yeah. And uh, with the mix right in the toolbox. Yeah, works a treat. Okay, that's different. And 
Yeah, cuts down. I wanted to cut down on. I didn't want to stop and fill up tanks. Yeah, you know, maybe five jobs a day, and I and I didn't want that um, that thing in the back of my mind where we're driving around with chemicals. So yeah. we went. Um, we went our mix rights and. First one we put in 12 months ago, and I just finished putting another one in the new ute, and yeah, works a treat. Yep. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Yep. I've heard of it, and, you know, don't know anybody that's doing it. You're the first one I've heard yeah. for a while that's doing yeah. it. Yeah, no, it's a um, pretty good system, yeah. Yeah, yep. okay. Um, and, yeah, being so rural, you you sort of got to have that sort of bit more of a heavier, handed approach, don't you? Yeah, especially with some of the big homesteads and um, wool sheds and things yeah. like that. Massive, um, and and that little bit extra pressure too. They just uh, laugh at you with a backpack. They probably would. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. What do we got to here? Uh, clockwise or anti-clockwise? Do you inspect? <laughs> you'd, be, you'd, be zig, you'd be zigzagging, following uh, the dog. When I follow Ben, who who knows it could? Yeah, uh, I'm clockwise. Yep. And always do the kitchen last for some reason. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I always do the kitchen last. So yep. if the kitchen is at the Nearest. I'll go through it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll weird. avoid that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Jess was asking me these questions last night. We're having to read through them, and she's like, why do you do that? And I said, I don't know. <laughs> if the kitchen's in the middle, I'll put, you know, the you know, inspection gear down, and I'll start at the door jam that leads out of the kitchen, and I'll go around, and then I'll come back. Or if it's up one end, I'll start in the second room and go back to it. That has just confused Weird. the hell out of me. Yeah, I know, but... Okay, well, yeah. I mean, I'm a big believer in you've got to have a systematic approach, and I guess if you keep That's doing it... That's my system. Yeah, if you keep doing it every job, I guess, well, each their own. Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, rapid or why, Mark? Rapid. Domestic or commercial? Uh, we do a little bit of commercial, but yeah, domestic. Yeah. Post-construction or pre-construction? Post. Post. Yeah. General pest work or termite work? I love my termite work, but yeah, we've we've got a, a pretty good combination of both. Yep. Uh, Riga or B and G? Neither. Neither. What are you using Neither. for your internal? Uh, yeah, Chapins with the anti-drip shut off, nineteen-inch ones. Okay. The best. Yeah, they're um, just a gun on them. They shut off right at the at the nozzle, so you don't get that drip. Um, yeah, little stainless steel tank. Um, yeah, they work well. I think there's got to be something to this. You've been isolated out of Denelican because you just... We are different. <laughs> <laughs> there's got to be something to this. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I... You're just isolated from the rest of the industry and you just do your own it's thing. Probably, it's probably all I could get at the time and it worked. So yeah, I okay. stayed with it. I actually, um, we needed a, a couple more and the company I got them from in Sydney have closed and, yeah, no, I can't find them anywhere, so it looks like they have to come out of the States. Wow. So it might, yeah. Okay. Um, Garrard's Globe or AgServe? All of them. All of them. Okay. Yep. Um, all right, and the, uh, well, well, here's another one. Do you actually get amphipods in Deniliquin? <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> no, I um, thought so. But if we did, if we did, I'm pretty simple, so I'd have to say lawn prawn, mate, wow. I'm sorry. You can take the country, yeah. How's it going? You can take the boy out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the boy. Jeez. Something like that. Yep. Yeah. Uh, mate, uh, Steve, I've had an absolute blast, mate, chatting to you as always. Thanks, Jay. Thanks, Nikki. No worries, Thanks, Steve. Uh, and I look, and I really, 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 really do appreciate you in opening up and sharing with us. Um, no, nah, that's, about, about that's Luke. fine, mate. 
Yeah. Um, yep. Nah, that's awesome. Nah, um, look, if I can just say one one thing, like, um, especially for employers, um, if if you notice anything, or even if you don't notice, ask the questions because you know you could still have someone with you and save someone's yeah, life. I suppose. Yeah. There's a um, lot to be said yeah. about these programs. You know, are you okay? Definitely. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Not, you know, I obviously I couldn't have given Luke the answers he needed, but that conversation, um, and we could have got him the help he needed, maybe. I don't know. You know, it's just that, it's that and that starts from that conversation. Yeah. Yep. So I there's one thing I learned that's it. Too, we, it is a responsibility, you know, Definitely. responsibility to us to make sure that um, we're doing everything we can. Yeah, yeah, um... exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I say to our guys all the time, you know, without without our staff and without our customers, who are we? Like, we what do we got? You know, yeah. yeah. Um, they're what we've got to look after as well as our, as ourselves. But yeah, um, ask the questions for sure. Thank and you, um, for people that maybe have an have an issue, um, that go and seek help because you know. There's so many people that can probably relate to the same thing you're going through. So, yeah, you're not alone. Definitely. Mm. Cool. Yeah, so that's, that's um, yeah, just something I thought, you know. Thank you again, Steve. May help. Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Thanks, guys. Well, mate, we've, had, we've just had an awesome conversation. Um, yeah, no, it's been great. Thank you. <laughs> And listeners, look, I really do hope you've enjoyed uh, this one. Um, I know I have. Um, And Nikki, thank you again, darling, for joining me. Thank you for having me again. Uh, Anytime. Um, All right. Anyway, guys, I'll catch you on another episode of The Pesty Profiles.